as a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered. So I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. Ezekiel 34, 12 Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today we are resuming our study in the Gospel according to Luke. We'll be looking at Luke chapter 15 today. Not a very long chapter. In fact, it's only 32 verses. It will not take us long to read it. So it'll be a short podcast today, but it's something that we need to chew on. We have the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the prodigal son. This chapter is to serve to remind us how much God cares about the one lost individual. Like, how much he is invested, how much he loves that lost soul, that lost sheep. Maybe you're one of the lost sheep as you listen to my voice, or maybe you've gone astray and you think, could God possibly care about me anymore? Is there any hope for a restored relationship? What we're going to see as we study this chapter is that there is that God is not only extremely interested in that one lost sheep, that, that in fact there's massive celebration that takes place in heaven when a lost sheep is found. In fact, the reason why the world has continued to go on and God has not unleashed all his anger and wrath is because of the lost souls that he's, that he's so interested in. Second Peter verse 3 through 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. That is the Father's heart, and Jesus is going to make that very, very clear to us today in Luke chapter 15. With that said, let's take a look at what the scriptures have to say. King James Bible, Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulder, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance." 
You see, the story starts with Pharisees murmuring that Jesus is spending time with sinners. And he's like, do you not understand how important that lost person is to God? And then there's this picture of when he finds the, the lost sheep, he like throws it over his shoulder. And he's think about that image with the, of his arms wrapped around that sheep. And he's rejoicing and he calls his friends and his neighbors and he's like, I found what was lost. And Jesus says, in heaven, that's the type of joy that is seen when one sinner repents. More than over the 99 just persons which need no repentance. And that is not a slam to those of us who walk with God and 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 live a righteous life and are already part of the kingdom. It's not a slam to that because you already have the privilege to be part of God's family. It's not a slam to us that there's this great excitement and there's this great rejoicing towards that one who's lost and then is found. We need to be careful about that. We need to be careful of if we, you know, if we see a brother or sister return to the faith or come to the faith and then God blesses them and there's a great excitement about them we need to be careful not to be like well, well I've been following God for all these years and I've not this is important and we're going to see this in the parable of the prodigal son because we have a brother who kind of acts this way let's continue on the story verse 8 either what woman having ten pieces of silver if she lose one piece does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. And when she has found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. It's the same idea. The lost coin and the lost sheep. I want those to listen who are on the fence with their faith or who have backslidden. This is how God feels about you if you would just repent. Literally, the angels of God will celebrate in His presence. Now, the parable of the prodigal son is the last part of this story. And you may need to remember that the son in this story is the lost sheep, that individual who strays away from the faith. And the father in the story is God. And it's important to see God's attitude towards this child. Verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto him his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with rituous living. And when he had spent it all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country, 
and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. All right, let's stop right here because I think people overlook this. What we have is we have a son who says, you know what? I want my inheritance now. I'm ready to go live the good life. And this father lets him have it. And he leaves. He takes his money and he leaves his family. He leaves the father. He abandons that. And he goes and he lives ritually. He's blowing his money on everything, on entertainment, on whatever. He goes broke. And in addition to going broke, there's a famine in the land. So we have an economic problem in the land. And he's broke. He only has one thing he can do, and that is to make himself basically a slave to another human being. And the story says that he went to take care of the swine. Now, Jewish people in this day listening to this story would be disgusted by this idea. This idea that they would take care of pigs. And not only that, he was so desperate that he would long for the, to eat the pig's food. Says he would fain to have filled his belly with the husk that the swine ate. So he's in a bad way now. Okay. Verse 17. When he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? You see, he's starting to think to himself, Man, even my father's servants are better off than this. Much less his children. I will arise, verse 18, and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he rose and he came to his father. Now listen to this. Listen to this part, friends. This should give you chills. Open up your hearts when you hear this. This is a picture of how God feels about this, about a lost sinner. And he arose and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. You see, when God sees that sinner start to make that turn, even when he's still a long ways off, right? He's just, he's starting to make that turn. He's trying to get back. God runs to that person. Runs towards him. That's the picture that we're being told of. His father saw his son a long ways off, recognized him, and ran. He had compassion on him. And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. Verse 21. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in thy sight I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe. Put it on and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. What a beautiful story. He sees him a long ways off. He runs towards him. He embraces him and he says, You're not going to be my servant. You're my son. Get a robe. Get a ring. We're going to celebrate. Now here comes the part where we have to be careful as Christians. 
of thinking and complaining that so-and-so's being blessed. They've only been in the faith for five minutes. I've been doing this my whole life. This is not the right attitude. We should rejoice over others and over the and over the blessings that God decides to bless them with. God blesses people in different ways for different reasons, reasons that you can't understand. You might be thinking, why does that person get to do this with their life or that with their lives? It's a dangerous ground. Verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field, and he came and he drew nigh to the house, and he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked, What things meet? What these things meant? And he said unto him, Thy brother has come, and thy father hath killed a fattened calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years I do serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed him for the fattened calf, that hast killed for him the fattened calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should be make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead, and is alive again, and was lost and is found. That line is very important. This is this is the line that God is saying to that person who's just always been faithful. He says, Son, thou art ever with me. Like that should be enough. You were always with me. And all that I have is yours. I want to read this little commentary, this little paragraph from Charles Spurgeon on that line. Verse 31, And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Here's what he said. He said, Oh, what a word was that. How it reminds Christians of their privileges if they would but appropriate them. It is yours, beloved, to live always with your God and to know that all he has is yours. You ought to live in a perpetual festival. For you, there should be one joyful Christmas tide that lasts from the beginning of the year to the end of it. Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Well, that is the study in the book of Luke this morning. I pray in the powerful name of Yeshua, and the powerful name of Jesus, that you've been blessed this morning. I pray for that lost soul or that, that prodigal son. I just pray that you would come home. God will see you a far way off and run towards you. There will be rejoicing in heaven over that one lost sheep that's found. This is how God feels. This is why he hasn't brought it all to an end yet, because he doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come to repentance. That's God's heart towards us. 
And to the faithful, you've been faithful all your life. Maybe you haven't gotten every little thing you want, but remember, remember the privileges you have to be a child of God. Everything he has is yours. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.